Welcome to the Kingdom Educators Podcast, where we empower Christian teachers to grab a hold of heaven's hope-filled perspective so you can activate transformational impact in your classroom and community. I'm your host, Jessica Glover, and I warmly welcome you to wake up to your strategic placement as a Kingdom Educator, anointed by the Creator and equipped by all of heaven to release the radical goodness of God that will transform lives and reshape education. Welcome to the show, everybody. I am so excited to introduce to you today, Kylia Rains. And I'm so honored to have you, Kylia, with us today because I know that since we've met, that you've gone from feeling alone in the classroom to feeling supported. And one of the key helpers with that has been taking the class that I, I have online now that's changed names, burn, Burnout to Burning Bright. And we met a couple of years ago at... Mm-hmm the Wichita area teacher prayer breakfast. And then we reconnected again this year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So welcome. Thank you. I cannot believe that we've actually been in, in each other's realm, if you will, for a couple of years already. <laughs> I know it's really gone by fast. Yes. And a lot that's happened too in that time. It's crazy. I know. And I'm excited to have you share more because some of those changes have been part of your testimony that you're going to share today. But I just want to remind listeners, we are on a unit of sharing testimonies and the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, meaning that in Revelation 19, 10, it talks about how when God does something for us, when we share that out loud, we stir up hope in other people that it can happen for them. And that's my heart behind this unit and having Kylia on today is just to really encourage you wherever you're at, whether you're like, get me to Thanksgiving break or you are just in that place of like, Lord, how do I have more impact? Just that her testimony would be an, a great encouragement to you. So thank you, Kylia, for being here. All right. I'd love to have you like share a little bit more about yourself as an educator. As I know, you've had kind of a non-traditional path. And yet I believe God, <laughs> Kylia, has brought you to the world of education because he has had something unique for you to deposit in the lives of your students And uh, so would you kick us off with kind of sharing what drew you into the world of education in the first place? Yeah. So I've known since the time that I was very, very little that I was going to be a teacher. I think it goes back to when I was around the age of four. Um, You know, everybody would ask in preschool, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I've always been like, I'm going to be a teacher. So I think I really realized why I wanted to be a teacher when I was about in middle school. In middle school, I had a bunch of great teachers specifically starting in seventh grade that were just amazing they helped me to really love learning I think for the right reasons other than just feeling like yay I can do that worksheet you know it was what is going beyond that worksheet that makes me feel so great and so some of my favorite relationships in this world are with the teachers that I had like we still chat we still talk I still they still ask how things are going yeah and so it kind of really just guided me. When I went to college, I was going to be a high school history teacher. I had done a couple of years of community college and I, I had transferred to Missouri Western. And when I sat down with my advisor, my dreams quickly got shot down and I had to pivot. I told him I wanted to teach history and he asked me why. And I was like, well, I really love history. It's stuff that's happened. It's things that you can relate to. And, you know, yeah. I, kids need to know about that stuff. I mean, it's, it's good to learn. And he's like, well, I'm just curious how you're going to make that happen. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you're not a male. 
and you don't coach anything. So you're oh probably my goodness. Yeah. You're probably not going to get hired. Wow. Okay. So, you know, at the time I'm 20, right? So I'm yeah. still pretty kind of like impressionable, not really thinking long-term about my decisions. And so I'm not sad on how that went because it did lead me to something better, but I had to kind okay. of think about like, well, where do I go from here? So I had thought long and hard about it. I said, you know, the second thing I've always wanted to do is I wanted to teach family consumer sciences. Mm -hmm. So there's only three schools in Missouri that offer that program. So I had to transfer at semester to another school to get out of there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I ended up at University of Central Missouri and I was able to get into the, we call it FACS, the FACS program. Mm -hmm. um, so from there, I graduated and um, started the journey of finding a job, <laughs> a whole new adventure. Okay. Um, so I have a year experience of teaching in Missouri. Um, I did teach high school out there. I kind of taught a little bit of everything in facts, cooking one taught, you know, all that. And I was kind of the, whatever they needed me was what I taught. Okay. After that, I decided to go for a change. Well, one day I sat down and I said, I'm going to move to Wichita, Kansas. Oh, wow. My dad thought I was crazy. My dad's like, uh, <laughs> you're going to move four hours away to a place you've never been in. And I was like, you know, I, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I'm being called there. Wow. So I interviewed for a position that year. Online or in person? Online. Okay. Still having never been. Yeah. Yeah. And that oh principal was... Yeah, yeah. The assistant principal called me for an interview and they were like really, really serious. They're like, we're getting ready to close interviews on it. We really want to meet you. We're like excited about it. Like, do you want to come out? Yeah. And they're like, well, we can do a phone interview if you want, since you're far away. And I was like, no, if, if I'm going to interview somewhere, I kind of, I want to know where I'm going to be teaching. Good idea. So I drove out, drove out to Wichita <laughs> in a tornado warning. Oh, um, my and, goodness. Um, yeah. <laughs> really kind of where my relationship with God and education started, honestly, because um, something okay. just told me, go to Wichita. Yeah, to you just knew, you knew yeah. inside your spirit. Yeah. So I pulled into the parking lot at this school, and it's a beautiful school. It's not new, but it had a new building. It was the second year it was open. And I immediately texted my dad and said, this was a huge mistake. This looks like an elite school. They're not going to hire a second year teacher with one year experience. <laughs> and uh, so I walked in and everything went really, really good. And I drove back and, and the whole time I was like, man, I'm not going to get that job. There's no way they're going to hire me. The next day they offered me the position. Wow. So in August, I picked up and moved out here, spent my first night in a hotel because my apartment wasn't ready until the first day of new teacher orientation. So I oh technically, my gosh. Lived, technically lived in a hotel downtown in Wichita for my first night. Which you're already, I feel like as a teacher, thinking ahead to the first day of school and there's those like... <laughs> jitters you feel I mean peace right. Jesus, but still yeah. like there's a real like excitement that happens when you're in a hotel yeah so you're adventuring um, Kylia right I took I took this job and wow it really opened up my eyes I'm able to look back now and see all the great things that I got from it but I'm pretty sure at the time I I, I know I was not feeling that way okay growing up in suburb Missouri and then my first year teaching was in rural Missouri I am now out here in an urban yes and let me tell you while I look at you now and say man I never should have left that school that was a really great experience was not my thoughts at the time yeah it was really really rough I imagine I think my relationship with God had kind of shifted a little bit and I knew I was there for a purpose yeah like I knew these kids needed me but at the same time I'm I was pretty sure I was gonna die from the school conditions like I was just like 
I can't do this. I'm not strong enough for this. I'm not strong enough for these kids. And I completely, I stopped listening to God and I decided like, okay, I got myself out here. I'm going to continue on my own way. And that was a turning point in my life where I went through probably a good couple of years of thinking, I'm going to do this on my own before I started trusting God again. Um, Did you feel that he had left you or that this just wasn't what you thought he had led you into? Or like, what brought you to that point of, man, I'm um, just going to figure this out on my own. It's too hard to tune in. Or did that even cross your mind? It was really a lot of self-confidence. I think it was more of, while I didn't feel like it was for me, I feel like the experiences there, I'm like, okay, I've become stronger as a person. And while I can't do this, maybe this is not for me. So Uh I am going to not ask him. I know what I want next and I'm going to pursue that. Okay. So almost like pride or (laughs) self-reliance, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. And I say that because I think that's easy for us to get into in education is like teachers have this like way about them of like, this is the way it is. I do it this way. Yeah, yeah, it works. Yeah. I can figure it out. I pull my bootstraps up because it's almost like we're entrepreneurs in our own classroom because you pretty much run your own world, right? Yes. Until you have a district yes. mandate or your principal says no. And so, right. or at least that's been like that for me. <laughs> and some of them are, yeah. you know, there's more mandates than others. But anyway, I just want to point mm-hmm. that out because yeah. I think that probably will resonate with people that right. it's like, oh, sure. Lord, help me to dial it down, you know, like, so I can yeah, hear it. No, you have to remember that no matter God still has a plan. And what you think it is or isn't is not always what's in his plan. Mm -hmm. So, for example, the next step that I took, I had told myself after I got to Wichita, I was homesick. I wanted to go back to Missouri. So keep in mind, I'm now bouncing back and forth like I wanted to go back. So, you know what? I've done my time. It's been two years. I've done my time. I've had three years experience. I am going to go to a school district that is elite. And I'm going to get back closer to home because I'm meant to teach kids who are not having struggles in life. I did get that job. And let me tell you, the worst decision I ever made was doing that was going on my own understanding. I lasted two months in an elite middle school. Oh my gosh. Um, The kids were great. Private school or like just the top of the district scores and things? It was public, but it's like one of the top rated districts. Okay. So what I thought was, oh, I'm I'm going to be like really well known. I'm going to go to this great district. I'm going to make a name for myself. I'm going to be teacher of the year and all that. And I was placed in conditions where I, that was never going to happen. I could tell really quickly from the climate, they thought that their kids were better than I was because I was coming from Wichita and I don't know how to teach their kind of kids. So okay. it was a matter of two months after teaching facts there that I was pretty much chased out of my job. Okay. At that point, I decided I'm like, okay, God, I am really sorry. I belong in Wichita. I should not have done that whole thing. Like, this is my home. This is Mm -hmm. where I belong. Mm -hmm. And so I I lived with my dad for a little bit and I was saving some money to move back and I was going to come back here and sub. Mm -hmm. I moved back to Wichita. Uh, It was second semester of that year. And I was like, I'm going to sub in the schools. I'm going to get my name back in. I'm going to explore different buildings and I'm going to try for a teaching job next year. Mm-hmm. So I, I subbed for two months. COVID happened and shut the schools down. Gosh. <laughs> and the only thing I could really get into was working with foster kids, which at the time I was like, Ugh. but it really, I think it was all kind of part of God's plan. He had to bring me back because working with these foster kids has really helped me with teaching as well and entering back in a whole new appreciation for what my kids go through. They're not just sitting in the classroom. 
you know, they're there, but there's so many other things that are influencing where they're at in their lives while Mm -hmm. they're sitting in your classroom. Yeah. So many factors. (laughs) Yep. So the next year I was able to get back into Wichita schools. Well, the principal that hired me at the first school that I was at was at my second school. So she hired me back and I thought... God moves you where he wants you to be. And you don't know how long that purpose is or why that purpose is sometimes. But I've started to learn that there's really a purpose. Yeah. So I went to a school where I didn't have a classroom. I was teaching on a cart. I was between three different floors, three different classrooms. This is when you and I met that year. Yes. Yes. And so once once again, I'm like, God, why? Why did you bring me to a school where I cannot impact these kids? I'm more worried about getting to my class on time the kids got to my classroom before me they were going into or the room I was in and vandalizing things and I'm like this isn't sustainable I did that for two years hoping it would get better and that did end up ending and I felt very 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 destroyed and I was like okay god like you don't want me to be a teacher anymore so there was kind of that whole thing of I've wanted to be a teacher my whole life. Like, why is this not working out? Am I not a good teacher? You know, that kind of thing. Um, why aren't the sources around around me jumping in to help me be what I need to be a good teacher um, so that I can influence my kids? Mm-hmm. It was shortly after I left there and I started soul searching because now I'm like, great, I've left the district twice. Here we go. I'm done. I'm, I'm fried. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're not going to ever take me back again. And so I had to do some soul searching. Well, God led me to my next journey and it was more amazing than anything I could ever imagine. I was led to a kind of like an alternative private school here in Wichita. And I wasn't teaching, but I was actually kind of a career counselor. Okay. I'm working on my master's in social work and had always wanted to transition from teaching to school social work. I knew I never wanted to leave the schools, but there was something else out there too, maybe that I wanted to work on. So I fell in love with this school. It was amazing. My relationship with the kids were one-to-one. They were going through all different walks of life. There was homelessness. There was dropout and needing to come back and, and get their credits done. There was a lot of things. And I think for the first time in a long time, I really felt at peace in education. I think from there I learned I'm maybe not meant to be in a classroom setting that just didn't work out for me, but that doesn't mean that I'm not meant to be in education. Yeah. Education is my calling. So I fell in love with this school, um, made, made some really great relationships. Unfortunately, that school is running out of fundings. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did find out in September that we will not be open through June. Which has been really hard. <laughs> yes. Let me tell you that my relationship that I had with God, I am thankful I really got back mm-hmm. because without him, I think I would have been completely destroyed yeah. because I was destroyed with relying on him and not him in a bad way. I mean, my I was emotionally destroyed and mm-hmm. I was like, this is the end. I mean, I didn't, didn't know what I was going to do next. I'm like, I think my time in education is officially done. This door is going to be closed. I'm not going back into teaching. I won't go back into the classroom again. Mm-hmm. And disappointment, shame kind of thing going yes. on, right? Yeah. It was, yeah. Well, and it was kind of all of those things. I'm like, man, you brought me to this place that I really, really love. And then this is what happens. Yeah. I, I sat down and did some more praying, which leads me to where I am today. God, you know, you know, I belong in education. I think we both know that teaching is not in order. And I don't have the credentials to be a school counselor. So what is this next step? 
And so I started praying and I was like, okay, I'm going to transition to social work. I don't have to do something I don't want to do forever, but I need to get my foot in the door. And then I'm eventually going to be a school social worker again. God yeah. did it even better. Um, I started a new job on Monday. So it's going to be a whole new burst of adventures. And again, and I'm the stuff that I'm yeah. talking to you guys about, I am now going to have to remember as well that while it's new and scary, this is where God has led me and he is going to hold my hand and he's going to help me yeah. be successful. So I will now be working in a school in Wichita. I don't know which one yet, but in more of a social work role that I think is really going to help me grow and mm -hmm. is going to help me work with kids again in a whole different capacity. So when I left Wichita schools, you know, I was still just like, oh man, they're never going to take me back. Well, I'm kind of back. I'm back. I'm back with them, but I'm not employed with them. And so God showed me like, hey, it's not done. It's yeah. not necessarily what you thought it was going to yeah. look like, but it's not done. I love how you really highlight Kylie well in your story about a man can plan his way, but the Lord orders his steps. That's from the Proverbs. And just yeah. knowing that like, man, when we get out ahead of God, he'll help us get back on the right track. <laughs> And like reminding us with gentleness, right? It's the kindness of yeah. God that leads us to repentance and rest, which is our salvation. Right. And that's not even just salvation's knowing Jesus, but that's like wholeness and right. healing and getting to, you know, work through the pain of the disappointment of this job that you really loved. Yes. And just a month ago, we're like, oh my gosh, I think yes. I'm done. <laughs> and it's like, he's like, hold on, girl, hold on. I, yeah, got, he's like, I got it. I'm waiting for the right time. Calm down. Yes. When I interviewed for the position that I'm in, I actually was interviewed for three positions. One, I was like, mm, I could do that. One, I was like, please, God, if that's the only thing they'll give me, I'll take it. But I really don't want it. And then mm -hmm. there was the school-based position. My first interview, they had accidentally told me that that position had been taken. So I didn't even focus mm -hmm. on it. I focused on tailoring around the other ones. Uh, so I got a second interview. And so I thought it was more like, you know, job specific. I had mentioned very little about my educational background. So the fact that they gave me a school-based position that they made a mistake on, and I didn't even talk about how I'd be good in that position <laughs> is just beyond me. So I'm telling you, there's just something there. God, there's something there that God's <laughs> like, Hey, hello, she's been a teacher. Put her her here she knows kids she well you've shared quite a yeah. bit about your story and walking in yeah. connection with jesus and making decisions could you share a testimony about your i know you learned so much and from burn to burn bright about con teaching and connection sure. could you share maybe a testimony with us to encourage people yes you know one of the things that i gotta say is you don't always realize in the moment the impact that you're making on your kids and when you're feeling burned out like that's when you have to really look the most to God to help you find that light. While I was teaching on the cart and I was just going around and around and mm -hmm. it was more of, I can't do this. And while I was focusing on what I couldn't do, I wasn't necessarily thinking about my students and those kiddos today still reach out. I've been gone from there for two years, two, yeah, two and a half years. And those kids wow. still reach out to me. They are like, my biggest supporters Aww. and it's like you just you know no matter how hard the conditions are you are influencing mm -hmm. those kids you may not have the best yeah. lessons that day you may not have a classroom you may not feel like you have things in order that everything's rush 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 take time mm -hmm. to take time to sit down and pray pray that even through mm -hmm. these circumstances 
you're there for a purpose and the purpose is those kids while you need good working conditions it's not necessarily about you it's about them but you have to have everything you can to give to them and if you don't have that that's very hard yeah yeah one of my favorite things that I can give as an affirmation is I, I had a kid who I was teaching him during COVID and he openly admitted to me that he was at home sleeping with his class on and I felt like my gosh I am never going to get through to this kid like I mean because we didn't require them to turn cameras on where I was at so I I knew he was sleeping he wasn't answering me but I couldn't like actually no accountability (laughs) so I actually like I thought about that kid I had after that semester I didn't have him again and I was like oh god please don't let him drop out you know and so the crazy thing was is my last work he was one of my students again Oh my goodness. And, yeah. Wow. And I was with like, credit deficiency probably. Yes. You're helping yes. him graduate. And that yeah. is the funny that is the funniest part because I like I you know, because I'm the one that looked at their transcripts and stuff. And so I'm looking back at his transcript when he had me and I'm seeing that F there and I'm like, Oh good lord, I remember those days. <laughs> and so it was kind of funny, like <laughs> he sat down with me one day, I go, Do you remember me? And he's like, Yeah, you were my first hour teacher a couple of years ago. I was like, what were you doing? And he goes, this, I was sleeping. And I was like, well, I knew you were doing something because you. I remember very clearly I was like, are you here? Hey, hello, are you here? And I never heard anything. And I'm like, hey, great. So it was kind of funny. But uh, he looked at me and he goes, no, nah. he's like, I was sleeping. He goes, it's first hour. Like, what was I going to be doing? And I was like, no, I'm not going to lie. I kind of got to give that to you. It was first hour and you were on the computer. <laughs> so I actually got to watch his journey again for another year Mm. in a different capacity and let me tell you that freshman kid that was sleeping in front of a computer during covid um is now getting ready to graduate with a diploma yay his journey wasn't easy either but once i reconnected Mm -hmm. with him you know i started praying again i mean because he he didn't start off making the best decisions either at this new place and it was more of like god help him help him yeah this is his second chance and he doesn't have much after this this is a this right. is a get it done or this is your ged that you have you're gonna have to go get and i'm like please let him utilize the supports he has when we had conferences with our kids that it's closing pure panic went through him he had not been giving it his all mm-hmm. but he was not quite there so we were actually okay. going through this journey together of this is what's next for you you've made it this far This is what you have. This is what we've got to do. Well, luckily for him, he had enough credits that he could test into this other program. All he had to do was take four subject tests. And if he passed them well enough, he automatically had his diploma. He was going to graduate quicker than he would have with us if we stayed open. Oh, wow. That's another thing that I want to point out their teachers too. Even if they don't show it in the classroom, they have smarts. I mean, they're smarts. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. to remember to find that smart and to work with it is going to be very beneficial for them in the long run. Rather than because I was one of those teachers that used to be like, they just don't want to learn. They sleep. They don't care. I'm going to focus on the ones who I know do want to learn, which is okay. You want to focus on those kids. But the ones who are sleeping in class, and I don't want to sound cliche because I know they've all heard this in, you know, PD day. And they're probably like, yeah, right. The ones who are sleeping through class, a lot of them really are not sleeping through class because they want to. They're sleeping through class because they have other things going on that they're not telling you about. And if you don't have that relationship, you're not going to know. A lot of them, especially out here, helping support parents or taking care of siblings. They live in 
some terrible apartment conditions with multiple people and don't have their own room and that kind of thing. But I am proud to say that this kid, also my last day on Wednesday, I was a little hesitant in telling him I was leaving. I was in the bathroom and I came out and he came up to me and he's like, well, I guess I'm going to say my goodbye now. And I'm like, somebody told you? Aww. And um, one of the staff members had went ahead and told him, which was okay. And so he he came up and he gave me like the biggest hug. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's so he's great. He's like, what school are you going to next? Because I may need to go there. And I was like, well, <laughs> I was like, you have to let me I was go. like, you are not going to go there because you are going to graduate, mister. I'm like, yes. I'm like, you are, yes. you passed your test. I go, you are on the downhill slide. I said, and these people here are going to keep me updated on you. And I'm going to know that you graduated or not. So I'm like, I'm counting on it. I'm counting yes. on a text saying you fully did it. And you're getting your diplomas in your hand. Yes, that's so good. I'm like, yeah. I might be in elementary, middle school, or high school, and those are all going down from where you're going. So do not end up back with me <laughs> as much as I love you. Right. Yes. Oh, uh, that's so good. So just recapping yeah. real quick, what I hear you saying is really just need to make sure, like John 15, you're abiding in the vine so mm-hmm. that you can move from God's sustenance. Everything that He has yeah. becomes yours, and you will be when you're connected with him. And then that's when you have enough to give away to students. And so just highlighting that for us teachers that as we're going about what we're doing, as long as you're abiding in the vine, you're receiving what you need, God's fruit's going to flow out of you. And I just feel like Kylia's testimony is really speaking about that today. Well, before we wrap up, Kylia, would you like to just pray over our listeners today as they're pressing into teach connected with God and to stay fired up as we I guess aiming toward Christmas break, but really like having God's vision for this school year. Yeah, would love to. Dear Lord, please bless um, these teachers who are along this journey. Um, We know that they have a greater impact on our kids and not just our kids, but our families and our community as well. And each of those teachers have been placed into their lives for a specific purpose. Um, You are going to use them in ways they can't imagine encourage them to just not give up don't throw in the towel there is a purpose for them and they do belong in these kids lives so when they feel like they can't anymore wrap your arms around them give them a sign something to guide them back to you and to remind them that they are not going through this alone they have the best support there is and that is the god above them yeah we just thank you for this time lord and i ask lord that you bless kylie as she goes on to engage with this new adventure with you in social work. And I just speak blessing and life over everyone who's listening. And we just thank you, Lord, for your invitation to work with us in Jesus name. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. Please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share with your friends in education so they too can be strengthened and encouraged in living their kingdom identity out loud in this pivotal hour. And please visit kingdomeducators.com to receive your Kingdom Educator Daily Truth Declarations, my encouraging newsletter, and be the first to know about my newest resources online and in-person events. And be sure to find me on the socials at kingdom.educators. Until next time, don't forget you are a history maker and what you do every day is transforming lives.